0: new earth podcast is supported by listeners like you if you'd like to donate or support the show head on over to patreon.com forward slash new earth and that's spelled n u earth as a patreon member you'll also receive bonus episodes with fellow guests monthly virtual gatherings with me and any book giveaways that we're doing for the month Become a Patreon subscriber today and receive one of our New Earth stickers designed by Vero Coya. Hey tribe, it's Nixie Marie. You're listening to New Earth, a podcast where each week we explore the relationship between spirituality and sustainability and how these topics play an important role in the evolution of humankind. Together, we aim to remember our connection with Mother Nature to heal ourselves and save our planet. Well, hello, my fellow rainbow warriors and earthlings. Welcome back to another episode of New Earth Podcast. It is a wonderful day here. Uh, we are currently in Marina Porta Escondido and I just woke up to uh, another gorgeous sunrise and I'm just soaking up this magic, magical moment, you know. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well and I have a very exciting episode for us today. As always, I actually bring back on our uh, lovely resident astrologer Mimi Trong. She has been... Uh, taken some time off, and we we just had her back to come and tell us about the lovely astrological forecast for 2021, which I personally am very interested and was curious to kind of get her insight on what we have in store, what's going on in the stars, and how that's going to affect us here on planet Earth and i feel personally very connected as i was mentioning to mimi in this podcast about my connection to the stars lately we've been you know when we're out in these middle middle of these coves and um just able to witness the beauty of of the sky without so much smog and you know coming from la it was always um even in topanga there were stars but nothing like what we've seen and witnessed while sailing so um i feel very connected to this the astral realm more so than ever and i think it's uh, really important that we pay attention to these things because our ancestors are um, the ancient mythical ways of doing things was to pay attention to the stars where was the moon at and i'm actually recording this on a full moon so it feels like a very potent time to remember that these tools are accessible for us to be guided to learn more about ourselves and um i'm learning how to even understand like how the stars used to guide us in as voyagers when we would you know when we would go from one part of the world to the next and had no idea what was going what was going to be there and um that that was even a possibility really blows my mind but um I am excited to learn, nonetheless, how to navigate via the stars and I think that that really pertains to what the stars do for us internally is they are a navigation point. They allow us and they offer up an opportunity for us to dive deeper within ourselves and understand ourselves. So essentially, it is our own, the stars give us this GPS and this navigation to explore our inner being and also our environment and the external. So once again, we come full circle into the conversation that everything is connected. Um, but before we get into that podcast topic, of course, we have a few announcements and we're going to share our, our Oracle pull of the day from the herbal healing deck and bring in some herbal medicine for us all. Um, First and foremost, just wanted to uh, remind you that last week's episode we had, I had my lovely fiance on and we discussed our new product. And I wanted to just remind you that that is still being offered for 15% off our super solid dish soap at um, new earth is the discount code. So you can go to clarity.com that is spelled C-L-A-R-Y-T-I dot com and get your fifteen percent off and this is an exclusive um, offer because nobody has been told about this um, this release of this yet you guys are the first to hear and the first to shop our store and our new product that I have been we've been working on for the last year as you should know if you listened to the last podcast um, but if you're a returning uh, podcast listener that that promo does end on um, January January twelfth we actually extended it so. For those that um, did listen last week, we had said the first, but now it is the 12th. So just wanted to let you know, but in real time, this is being recorded. So if you are listening from many times ago, you can, you can, uh, or in the future, because that happens with podcasting, you know, it's always interesting listening to podcasts that are recorded, uh, from many centuries ago. No, just kidding. Um, you know what I'm saying, but it's, it's awesome to, um, to be able to still offer you guys. So as long time listeners, you can still, you're still able to, um, get a discount code. So just make sure that you either check out our site or, um, get, get up to date with all the things going on. Follow us at clarity underscore clean. And, um, we're over on Instagram. We now have a TikTok, and we're doing fun things out on the ocean and raising awareness around ocean pollution and, keeping our hearts in, in the ocean and the waves. So, um, with that being said too, I would love for you guys, for those who have not yet done so to leave us a rating and review on Apple podcasts or Google play or, Castbox, wherever you find yourself listening to the podcast, your rating and reviews really help support the show grow and get on the amazing guests that we often get to interview. Um, we have a really solid guest lineup coming up for you guys. I know it's been mostly me on the podcast these last um actually almost two months now, and it's been really fun playing the solo solo role once again, which it's been quite some time, so I really would love to hear your feedback. Have you been enjoying the solo episodes? And if you have anyone specific that you'd like to have on the show, please send us send us a message. Um, we'd love to get your feedback, and uh, we've got a lovely lineup. Danny Washington's coming on the show. She's a fellow mermaid activist and ocean conservationist and um, has a, a wonderful company, where uh, our nonprofit where she's actively working on um, things that are going on in the ocean and how she can play a part and um, educate children essentially so we've got her we've also got um, yeah just a, a great lineup coming up so stay tuned for all that and um, i can't wait to to share with you all so many of the amazing guests and the direction that we are headed this year and I hope that you guys are all feeling a little bit lighter. I know there's been um, there's been a lot of discussion that this COVID world may begin to ease up a little bit, but um, I hope that you know you're all still remaining safe and and just know that this is a safe space for you if you ever need to reach out for support. You can join us over on our Facebook group and search New Earth Collective. We are there. We're here for you and don't ever forget that. All right. So we have the herbal healing deck. Uh, we pulled a card. I pulled a card. I always say we, I don't know where that comes from. Maybe I like to speak from all my guides that are surrounding me. I don't know. Um, but I personally just pulled a card and <laughs> we're pulling from um, the deck that we've been consistently working with. And this this card is actually a root um, in, the, in the herbal kingdom. It is a beautiful root type herb. And this is called devil's club. And it is a um, the message comes in to reclaim your power. And I actually have not yet pulled this card, but it feels very fitting for some of my intentions that I had created for this full moon. So the quote in on the card says the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any by Alice Walker. So a little bit about Devil's Club. Uh, It is actually a large shrub native to dense, moist forests of the Northwest United States and into Alaska and Canada. It gets its imposing name from the sharp spines covering the plant. Um, The root bark of Devil's Club is used to promote overall vitality. So I believe this is actually the... um, the sort of plant that you see it sort of looks like Christmas. It has like pointy leaves and these red berries, and um, I've seen this before. I just I can't quite recall where I've seen this, but it's it's definitely around um, the root bark of Devil's Club is also used to promote overall vitality. It battles chronic issues like rheumatism and diabetes plus acute states of illnesses such as colds, flus, and fevers. interesting. Um, this emphasis on the immune system is clear that Devil's Club works with the root chakra, a major energy center that governs survival, sustenance, family, and ancestry. As rejuvenating tonic, as a rejuvenating tonic, Devil's Club promotes endurance, stamina, and longevity. It's amazing what these plants offer, isn't it? In short, this plant helps you to come into your power. So it really helps you deal with power as it really operates within your life. And, you know, I think many of us are really unconsciously afraid of our own power. And so we sort of treat it like this, um, this evil thing, like, oh, I'm not sure that this power is, you know, it's sort of our power is sort of scary. I just watched Wonder Woman and I think that there's a lot of um, symbolic uh, parallels in that because, you know, in, in essence, it's not that she was afraid of her power. She just really didn't know her power. And then once she discovered it, she realized, wow, this is, I'm incredible. Like I have this power. And I think that that's um, really what we all get to remember is there's this innate power within us that is very strong, very, and very, very um, be- behoove us. Like we don't quite understand what exactly that power comes from, but we know that it is there. And we often are afraid of it, which is so silly, right? So let this card be a reminder that you don't need to fear your power. And in fact, use it as a a way to step up and be in your leadership and be in your space of your sovereignty and be in your space of wanting to really make change and do good and be who you are and use your voice. And you know, I think we're we're all we've collectively been really going through a big reclam- reclamation of our power in our health, in our longevity in our um, in our spirituality, in our personal lives, in our relationships, in our homes, like it's just been such a restructuring of all these these ways that we see and and honor our power. So um, as a reminder, you know, as a projection of everything that we fear, we often really attempt to run away from this concept of the devil. And, you know, this is interesting. This card is, you know, called the devil's club. And we think of the devil as this fear-based thing, as this archetype, um, as this force of evil. And it's important to understand that you always have the right to claim your power. It doesn't mean that you have to wield it over others for selfish reasons, which is important, right? We don't want to Hold our power back, thinking that you know our light is too big to shine, right? Our light is not meant to be dimmed. It is meant to be shine and bright. And when you use your power for self-control, assertiveness, or creative exertion, you truly can be in your alignment, in your in your true um, authentic expression. and you can really give others more um, more opportunity to also do the same. And if you really tend to, it kind of reminds me of the devil's card in the tarot system and how we often fear that, but it, it is often a reminder of our own internal shadows. And it's not a card to be afraid of. It, it often initially brings up that fear because what is inside of us is what we fear, right? And it might be our power. It might be the shadows that are lurking beneath that. And perhaps us stepping into our power is shining that light, on those things within. So if you tend to shy away from power in your life, Devil's Club is the card to teach you a lesson. And sometimes her lesson can be less than gentle. (laughs) Many herbalists have noted that if one gets stuck by a spine while harvesting the plant, the wound will often create an infection. So that's interesting. This is a physical example of plant's tough love style of teaching. The personality of Devil's Club is reminiscent of baby Yaga of fairy tales, the the wizened witch crone who lives deep within the woods. Her house is a magical hut that walks on chicken feet, and she decorates with fiery skulls. In a fairy tale described by Dr. Clarissa uh, Pincola Estes, a kind and innocent young girl named Vasilisa is forced to speak out. The baby Yaga for aid. Vasilisa is being manipulated by her wicked stepfamily, and the baby Yaga puts the situation right. But first, Vasilisa is put through a series of very difficult tasks until she proves herself worthy of wisdom. The baby Yaga, in all of her frightening glory, finally endows Vasilisa to the power to defeat her stepfamily. She is transformed from a hapless dormant into a courageous warrior, which that story sounds very familiar to the Cinderella story in a lot of ways. So drawing Devil's Club is a signal for you to assert, assert your authority and set proper boundaries. There's no reason for you to get wrapped up in the drama and distractions of others Lord, we all need that sometimes. That reminder, <laughs> let your intuition guide you away from people and scenarios that wreak havoc in your life. If somebody is trying to thwart your efforts, know that you have more than enough power to stand up to this person. Sometimes drawing devil's club indicates that you must learn to give tough love to someone who else is who is taking advantage of your kind nature. Like Vasilisa, you must toughen up, and reclaim your power even if it means that the end of or death of something in your life take heart it is very possible that the only thing which needs to die is your own friendly facade it is time to disregard the old saying if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all devil's club also is a reminder that if you fail to claim your power now life will continue to hand you increasingly difficult people and situations until you do Ooh. I'm taking that one in. But remember, the only true devil is your own fear. Life is never against you. It simply wants to teach you and sometimes tough love makes for the best lessons. What a great card for the day. I really needed that card myself. Definitely always a good reminder. I, in, I really set this intention actually for the full moon. So it's um, perfect and divine and I'm sure so much can feel that. And the reclamation of our power is a journey. It is, you know, something that we have to be very integrous about and to let everyone know where we stand in our power, which is always the tricky part. So I'm right there with you guys and such a great card for us. All right, let's get into the podcast episode today. Let's dive into let's let's take a moment and float up into the stars and chat with Mimi. I want you all to just imagine yourselves like sitting on a star in a collective field of stars, and we're having this conversation, sitting across from you in a, on, on top of another star, and we're just soaking up the medicine from the universe that extends beyond this planet. And let's have some, let's have some chats with Mimi, shall we? Let's welcome her to the lovely show. Hello, Mimi. Welcome back to the show. It's so good to Hi, have Nixie. you. Hi, <laughs> Nixie.
1: It's been a while. It's it been a really minute. It has.
0: It has been a little while. We really miss you and we are so happy to have you back.
1: I miss you all as well and connecting and sharing. Um, and I think like, even for myself, so therapeutic to talk things
0: out. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so I that's know. what I miss. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I I, was saying to uh, Mimi before that we um, generally always do a little like check in. How are you? How things are going? And it's always nice to, to have that. So I do miss that. Um, but yeah. we're just I'm so excited to geek out on one of my favorite things, especially because I've been paying attention to the stars and astrology and not necessarily astrology per se, but more, um, astronomy due to me being out in sailing and the the skies are incredible, you know? And so I feel a lot more connected to the stars these days than I ever have in my whole life. And, um, so I can't wait to geek out with you on, on all those favorite things I love to explore.
1: Oh my gosh. I wish I was out there with you just able to look up in the sky. I mean, I do that here in Los Angeles, but it's certainly nothing compared to what it looks like for you. Uh, Every time I walk outside walking my dog, I always look up in the sky. Always, always. Because I just love looking at the stars. And last year, Mars was in Aries for such a long time. You can actually see it with your naked eye this little red dot in the
0: sky. And I'm like, Oh, there's Mars and Aries. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. No, I remember that that was a really big, um, that was when the two uh, planets were in the same house was, or was that? Um, that was probably a few uh, weeks ago when
1: a Saturn and Jupiter yes. were conjunct, right? The conjunction. In Aquarius, and then you can see it. There's so many people that took photos mm-hmm. of the Great Conjunction, yep. and they posted online, and you can actually see the ring around Saturn, and you can see how big Jupiter is compared to Saturn. And it's just so amazing. It feels like, I mean, clearly we're not on those planets. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, I wonder what Earth looks like if you were to just be on either Jupiter or on Saturn, because it's just so
0: nice to see other planets. I know it really, well, I have this, this app called Sky Guide and I've been Mm -hmm. using it to, um see where all the stars are and learn about new planets and new stars Mm and, and, Mm -hmm. and different types of uh, formations. And when that great conjunction happened, I could see on the sky guide, like the two just right next to each other. And, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's been so amazing to, to really connect in that way where, um, yeah, like you said, you know, in, in other parts of the world, but I think the beautiful thing that you just, mentioned is like every time you go outside you just look up I mm-hmm. feel like we I do. we could all just practice that on the day today yeah <laughs> such a good yeah habit. exactly
1: yeah. like that should be just it's a blessing to even be able to walk out and look up and see those stars because to be honest I don't think a lot of people just take the time to stop and and do
0: that yeah I agree but we'll inspire you guys today. <laughs> For those mm-hmm. of you guys listening to get outside and look up, there's so much to see. And, and if you're curious, that Sky Guide app is phenomenal. I don't know if you're familiar yep. with it, Mimi, but
1: yep. it's great. I use it. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, c- I couldn't imagine <laughs> I you <love> it. I love it. It's great. It feels like you're playing a video game with um, the stars.
1: And then there's this um, sound that comes on when you turn on the app. And it feels like it just transports you in outer space. Yeah, and I love that.
0: <laughs> it's totally like a portal. I totally know what yep. you're talking about. You're like,
1: oh, ah, it like takes you off. You, you know, I have this uh, machine in my bedroom that I put on the floor and I turn it on. And it's actually, um, it, 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 it lights up my ceiling in blue and purple and like green. So it's like specks of stars Wow. and then there's the background is blue and it looks like swirls of blue and different shades of blue. So it feels like you're floating in sky. So sometimes I turn it on and I just fall asleep like that.
0: Wow. Okay. What is that yeah. called? And I think we all need one.
1: Yeah, I have to look it up. Um, it was gifted. Um, oh, okay. Well, you'll have to tell me later. You can find it on. Yeah, you can find <laughs> it online for
0: sure. That's amazing. I would. I mean, the, it's funny because we haven't yet slept outside because it's actually been colder. But mm. um, when we had originally came and sailed from Cabo to La Paz, uh, or no, from from LA to Cabo, we it was quite warm. And when we had some friends with us, they were sleeping outside, and they said, you know, just sleeping under the stars, or sleeping under the moon, was so impactful and so beautiful. And, And I think that, um, when it gets a little warmer here, we'll, we'll try that out, but Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we have
0: a whole new year ahead of us. I can't, I still am like, okay, it's almost February now. And, um, I think when this comes out, it will be February, but Mm -hmm. for me, January always is like sort of that shadowy period of the, of the winter months of of December where, you know, it's a good time to plan To um, really set intentions and sort of lay a foundation for um, the year ahead. And I feel like that's very Capricorn energy. But I know we've got a big year ahead of us. And, you know, a lot of people want to know, like, is this is it going to get better this year? Are things going to go back to normal? (laughs) You know, is it over yet? Are we done with wearing the masks and all the things but, um, astrologically, I thought it'd be very fun to dive into, you know, what is in store for us. And every time I love going back to our original ones from the years, I don't know if some of you guys, you should though, for those listeners out there, you should go back and listen to the beginning of our podcast for, um, astrology for 2020 and just listen and see, see what you pick up. Cause it's quite fascinating. I think Mimi and I both mm-hmm. did that and, it just, it, it, again, it lays down a foundation for us to kind of have an idea of what's going to be coming up, how the stars are affecting us and, and the environment and everything around us. So, um, I'm going to give the mic over to Mimi here and she's going to take over the show for a minute and we'll just Mm -hmm. kind of hear what we have in store, what's coming up. And if there's any major planetary alignments that are going to Radically change the world or shift where we're all at, which I know we can all hope for. But um,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? The word "radical" is so telling of this Aquarius energy. And by the way, I know you and I have um, shared and talk about, you know, is this the age of Aquarius? And I think uh, you shared that link to on your uh, Instagram yeah so for those who might have missed it you can go back to see Captain Nixie's um, IG feed and find that article explaining it is not really the age of Aquarius so let's clear the space <laughs> and you know talk about that because I'm sure there's a lot of people wondering yeah. and the only reason
0: why you can also and find there's it. a lot of Sorry, mm-hmm. I didn't want it up to interrupt you, but you can also find that link um, in our Facebook group. The link is right mm-hmm. in there. And um, it will lead you to kind of the breakdown. And it's mm-hmm. funny because, like, f- a few episodes ago, we had Sabrina Riccio on and we were talking about preparing for the age of Aquarius. And I feel like that's what we're doing. We are preparing for. We aren't there yeah. yet, right? We're
1: not there yet. Yeah. I mean, we are definitely moving towards that. Um, and also, it's asking, well, how do we determine that measurement of these ages? Um, there's a whole thing. Read the article. It actually explains it way better than I would be able to explain it. But at least from an astrological standpoint, the only reason why a lot of people bring it up right now is because uh, Saturn has finally moved out of Capricorn and moved into Aquarius back in December. And then a few days later, um, I know I think it's the other way around. Um, Jupiter moved into uh, Aquarius as well and out of Capricorn. So then you have Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius. And so a lot of people keep talking about, oh, it's the age of Aquarius. Not quite, not the same thing, but certainly a lot of Aquarius energy throughout 2021 that we're going to definitely talk about. What does that mean? And, you know, even for those who have their personal charts, uh, to look at where Aquarius fall in your chart, because that is the area where a lot of changes will be occurring. So when I'm going to talk to you about Saturn and Jupiter moving through Aquarius, generally speaking, this is just kind of like for the world, for the universe, for the collective. But then also the invitation is for you to look at Specifically for you, where does that show up, these major changes? And the word radical is very much connected to that energy of Aquarius. It's shifting something that's completely different, something new, it's innovation, it's moving away from tradition, which that was what Capricorn was for us last year, certainly in 2020, but that was also happening since November 2017, it just happened that in 2020, both Jupiter and Saturn were also in Capricorn. For those who, you know, may have missed the 2020 forecast, a lot of the things that I talked about was there was a dismantling and a breaking down of old structures. So clearly with the pandemic, I mean, a lot of astrologers talking about this Um strings of planets in Capricorn for years. We just not, not everybody kind of knew that it was going to manifest in a pandemic. But it's certainly not surprising that that's how it manifested in forcing us to change the way we worked. Clearly, a lot of people start working remotely. And Capricorn rules uh, corporations, corporate work, career. So a lot of that had to be change um, even creating boundaries now we're wearing masks right so it's all of this boundaries very Capricornian um, you know maybe it, I mean relying on medicine very traditional way of you know going for emergency people weren't I mean it was such an emergency situation and a crisis globally that it forced our all of our systems to like break down, like there was an abundance of people in the emergency room, there was just not enough equipment. And um, now we have to learn how to manage medicine and care and all of that in a completely different way. And now we're moving into Aquarius energy, which is so completely different than Capricorn so yeah this is when we talk about the new normal it's very much an Aquarius terminology too and you know um, social distancing which is a very Capricorn Jupiter and Aquarius terminology where there are you know you're socializing because Aquarius is a social sign like Aquarius all air energy is social it wants to Uh, have conversations, want to connect and learn with people. So there's still a community and a collective vibe. So despite the fact that we can't gather in person, did not stop human beings wanting to still connect with other human beings. It just looks very different, radically different and utilizing technology. So more and more, we're gonna see throughout the year how we're leveraging technology in a completely new way to relate and connect. Even like children, young people, what I'm noticing, and I, I volunteer with teenagers and I'm seeing how, and shockingly for me, I'm thinking, oh, these kids probably don't care that they, don't really have to go to school anymore. They don't have to, you know, you know, how often do kids kick and scream? They don't want to go to school. They don't want to do homework. And now they're like desperately wanting to go to school because they just go stir crazy learning from home in front of a computer. And you would think, oh, these kids are always um, tethered to their cell phones and they're, they don't socialize because, you know, they're always on their phone. But then realizing because of the pandemic, and kids are re- and parents are noticing our mental health, the need to deep, deeply connect. And so we're readjusting so much of our mindset and the way that we relate. And this is very much of an Aquarius energy. Um, Because Aquarius wants to get together. It's just going to be getting together in a different way. So the question is, will we go back to the life we used to have? I'm sure that there's going to be some uh, ways that will become familiar to us, like where we're going back to be able to go eat at restaurants and having concerts and music events and all that stuff. Will it look different? Maybe. I, 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 I can't really tell, but I wouldn't be surprised that there are certain things that will be different in the way that will change our lives forever, will change our policies forever. Um, and very much in our responsibility to groups of people, like our neighbors, our You know even our kids being exposed to you know people don't take things seriously until like it hits them personally so until the kids get sick you know yes it's a hassle to pull our kids back in and out of school but that is the sense of responsibility that we have towards other people which is also very aquarius energy it's no longer about me right because the opposite of aquarius is leo energy Leo is more about, they're more concerned and it's not in a necessarily in a selfish way, but the energy of Leo is more self focused, whereas Aquarius energy is other focus. And so it, it, we've got to find that balance of, you know, it's, there's some self preservation energy in that because Saturn always limits. Saturn is The planet that creates that access for boundaries and rules and regulations, whereas Jupiter is all about the law, what's right, what is prudent. So to think philosophically about, well, how do we connect and relate in the world socially in a way that is also safe, where we are self-preserving, but but at the same time, um, that's good for humanity at the same time. So there's a lot of these dialogues, I think, that is very important. And I think more than ever, people are talking about mental health, mental wellness, which I think for many years has been a taboo topic. And in the recent years, it's definitely more um, open, but there's still some taboo around that. But because of COVID and like all this Aquarius energy is like pushing us into even a more open conversation around mental wellness and well-being and what it takes, because if you live and work and, you know, all day, every day inside the house with your kids, with your partner, and you don't uh, learn about space and Aquarius is all about, I need freedom. I need space. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of this that we will learn to determine for the society that we live in um and i think thematically it is going to be a lot of that yo-yo of um wanting to create closeness but then also safe space and safe distance Mm -hmm. like just in la uh i think for friday we just reopened the governor just reopened the restaurants and some of the local businesses. So it's constantly like we just had a shutdown in December. Now we're like reopening. So it's constantly going to be like that. And I think that that's kind of what we're going to see for the remainder of the year. I think there's going to be opportunities where we will, I mean, to be honest, like the roads, when I, I, I run errands and stuff like that, there's still tons of cars out and about but yes everybody wear their masks and it's just this new thing that we're used to i just remember like a few years ago when grocery stores were not um, offering plastic bags anymore because there was just this whole thing about you know recycling and carrying your own bags it took us a t- some time to adjust and transition into this mindset of oh yeah I have all these grocery bags at home. They're reusable. Let me bring it. Mm-hmm. And then after a few months, it just became this thing that we're used to, yeah. that we just carry our own recyclable bags. And, you know, um, also we have the lunar nodes. We have the North node that had moved into Gemini last May in 2020, and it will continue for the remainder of 2021. So obviously, we have the south node, which is the opposite in Sagittarius. The last time we had a north node and a south node in Gemini and Sagittarius was back in 2001, when 9-11 took place. Another crisis, another national crisis that happened. And that totally changed the way we traveled like we ha- i mean yeah. yep. they changed all the policies on how you would travel and they had travel bans for a while and then um high uh heightened security all of that shifted the way we travel guess what now again and traveling is a very sagittarius energy right long distance travels gemini is more short distance travels now same thing with pandemic nobody's really flying. Nobody's really traveling. We had a few travel bans and we're readjusting. I mean, the airline business and company and anyone out there that is like dying to travel or people who are working in the tourist industry or the uh, hospitality industry. Yeah, you guys are being hit deeply because it's again, it's the south node in, in, in Sagittarius that is asking us to completely changed the way that we relate to these long distance travels and our sense of freedom is constantly being uh, um, restricted and limited and we have to look at it and learn you know there's nothing right and wrong about it which is you know there's a tendency of like oh, well, who's to tell me that I can't travel? Well, I mean, there's different ways of traveling. Maybe it's not that you you can travel the way you used to, but now you have to learn how to navigate traveling in a different way. I mean, I, I've, I know a lot of people that they didn't let the pandemic stop them from traveling and flying even to Europe. And I have them, I had a friend that she went to, Portugal another one went to South Africa for her African safari and she's like there's nobody like (laughs) because there was nobody traveling she literally was the only one with her husband out in the safari and they just had all all of that like there's literally not nobody else so you know it's like not letting your the fear stop you but to see the opportunity Mm, there you go yeah
0: today's podcast is brought to you by clarity the complete non-toxic zero waste all-natural home cleaning solution co-founded and created by yours truly Clarity naturally cleans your home without using harmful chemicals, protects the environment with zero-waste packaging, is convenient and cost-saving by delivering concentrates directly to your door, and best of all, it makes cleaning fun. It's simple and affordable to bring Clarity to your home. Grab one of our zero-waste home cleaning kits to get you started or the ready-to-go all-purpose bottle and you have everything you need to remove toxic chemicals and plastics from your cleaning ritual. Sign up for a subscription to receive our concentrate refills and you have everything you need without a trip to the grocery store. Simply visit Clarity, that's spelled C-L-A-R-Y-T-I, Dot com and use the promo code ECOTRIBE for your exclusive 10% off discount. Thank you so much for being part of this New Earth community and making our world a greener place. I have to share that, that a piece that came up around all of that, because I feel very connected to the travel aspect and being in a place where we happened to be equipping our sailboat as a world cruiser for the, like the last three years. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit. And while we had dreamed for so long of taking this, you know, initiative and opportunity, it suddenly became the only, only answer for us to do. And navigating that to get to the point of saying yes and taking a leap, took us a long time. It took us time to really accept that. But the part that you just nailed, like nailed it on the head is the opportunity is there is so much opportunity now more than ever to create a new normal for yourself. And you also spoke on, you know, finding new ways to take on our health and for me, I see it as a way to take personal, so- like, responsibility for our own health. You know, okay, now we get to really implement our own regimens, whether that be yoga, meditation, healthier dieting, less less consumption of w- whatever, right? That's not serving you. And so, while there's this massive thing that's that's the structures that we're we're crumbling that didn't work. And we were talking a lot about that last year before it all happened. All I see and invite you listening to see is the opportunity that it can be created when there's the breakdown or when there's the the complete structures that are crumbling around us. We can no longer rely on anyone else and we never should have, right? We should never rely on anyone else to um, take us anywhere or heal us or provide us with our, um, our needs. We are now completely 100% responsible for ourselves and, and maintaining that personal responsibility. And so, you know, I mean, there's new ways of travel. Yeah. We're not flying around traveling, we're sailing, which feels, you know, almost so much healthier for the environment. Um, the l- The lesser we do travel in the airlines, the more the environment heals. And at the same time, you know, it it is putting um, strain on those industries, but then there's an opportunity for those in those industries to find new new ways to even create their career. That is innovative. That is, you know, really, I mean, it's a restructuring of our own way that we want to live life. Like, I think that's been the big question is, the reframe of, okay, my life was this. Now, what do I really want to be doing? How do I really want to be showing up? How do I want to be presenting myself to the world? How do I want to just be in the world? And that, I think, was the big question that so many of us got to answer.
1: Yeah, a lot of people were left not having a choice, but to rearrange their life because, it, and especially those who thought, oh, I've always wanted to do something. And then now here's my chance because I have no choice. You know, either my job has been terminated due to COVID and here's the opportunity for me to actually start the things that I always wanted, but was too afraid to. Well, guess what? This is the universe saying, here you go. There's the, the, you know, you have this space to create. Um, And then there are other people that can get angry and get all distraught and uh, be affected, negatively affected by it. And at the end of the day, that is missing out on this opportunity. And with this Aquarius energy, it's not about doing it alone at all. It is literally doing it with people around you and to know that there is a support, a network of people, and that's all this Aquarius energy, that when we are allowing ourselves to be in community, the things we can create opens up. Like, there's so many like, resources, people having experience, um, people having, you know, wisdom, like, that's how you learn in community. That's how you grow in community. So um, just trust yourself to move into that. And I there's going to be a lot of um, energies, especially so while Saturn and Jupiter are in Aquarius, the planet that is modernly um, connected to Aquarius is Uranus. And Uranus has, for the last couple of years, been in Taurus. And so now, Saturn, as well as Jupiter, will be what we call squaring Uranus, meaning it's going to be a, an, uh, a how the way they relate and talk to each other is not necessarily friendly. It's definitely tense. But at the same time, with this type of tension, uh, pushes us into action. It's literally kind of like I mean, for those who are moms uh, who have given birth, it's the process of, of contraction. You cannot give birth if you don't have contraction. So the, the, that is the, the necessity of experiencing these types of tension and contraction in our life so that we can actually push through stuff out and to get things done. And, right. you know, it's not just the idea because Aquarius has all of this social, intellectual dynamic of ideas and sharing. Great. But then with this Uranus in Taurus really is asking us to take these ideas and make them a reality. It's very, it's an an earth sign. So, you know, um, making things happen, making things um, into reality. Uh, So there's this type of Saturn, uh, hard work. There's still hard work. It's not going to be a walk in the park and I'm not going to sugarcoat it and I don't think any astrologers that you're going to you know google or search online will tell you that 2021 is going to be a walk in the park but it is the aftermath of all the things that we've seen from last year so it, you we cannot think that with all of this crisis that has happened last year that suddenly 2021 we're just dusting everything off and that everything is going to be like nice and pristine and you know all that stuff. No, it's, it's still going to be, you know, this, this sensation of like, it's, it's hard work, roll up the sleeve, it's greasy. You've got to start looking at things in a different way to then create something different than it used to. So there's a lot of this innovation pushing us through utilizing resources throughout this entire year. So It's looking at, you know, for a lot of people, they've already started from last year, right? Because Saturn did go into Aquarius back in like between, I think, March and June. So this is now Saturn moving back into Aquarius for a much longer time. So we've already experienced a little bit of that energy in 2020. So now you can just recount that. Uh, March, April, May, June, That during that time, there was a shift in energy that really is asking you to look at your reso- resources. For some people, it had to be moving out of their home, paring things down, right? Our resources are tangible goods, that's the Taurus energy. Okay, we've got to uh, remove, we've got to let go, we've got to pare down. Um, That is, you know, doing something radically different in how you're utilizing things. Now, this whole uh, push for the environment is not new because there's communities that have been on it for years. But for whatever reason, it's definitely amplified in the last few years, mostly because Listen, a lot of people can't afford buying things anymore. So, like, you know, you have to figure out ways to recycle, reuse, and start learning how to be more efficient with the things you have and not necessarily having more. And, like, even people who might have lost their jobs and you know, it's not their norm anymore. So you have to reevaluate even your funds and your finance, which is a very tourist energy, which, you know, crypto has blown up, but crypto has blown up right before, like, right before Uranus entered Taurus during that time, it, it was already a conversation. Now it's even more, but now it has shifted. Like before crypto has been created as a way to have alternative currency but now it has shifted also into well people are invested and so it's almost like a stock it's almost like okay like you're investing in currency and so it's more of an investment so there's so much changing and transforming around both the tangible goods and also our currency
0: Mm yeah yeah
1: all of that is yeah. changing and it is it, it's going to shift the next for sure next 30 years of our lives absolutely
0: absolutely i love that you brought that in with the currency too because i feel like you know this year when we think about what where we could Lay down our roots, or you know, get ahead. In essence, it's to th- start paying attention to things that are developing, new innovations. You know, um, the new app, Clubhouse. Big talk, big buzz going on right now with that. Mimi and I have hosted a couple rooms, and if you're not in it yet, um, you know, you'll I'm um, certainly get an invite or you've join soon. I think you can now join openly. Um, but new ways to communicate. You know, new ways to create currency between anything i feel like it's a um sort of this entire new blueprint for the way that society has been built upon and what an what an amazing opportunity for us to get creative tap into our creative gifts on every level so that we could even be the forefronts of new innovation right it doesn't need to be somebody else. Maybe you perhaps that's listening has had an idea for a really long time and maybe now is the time for that idea to, to manifest and to come forth. So um, don't be afraid of that either. I think a lot of the seeds that have been planted to a lot of us souls who are consistently tuning in and get those messages, you know, I think that's where it's a great, great opportunity to ask for that support. Like use, I almost said support and help in one word, (laughs) Um, to really like bring the the community that you are creating online and in person to help support you with the vision. I've been seeing so many projects from people that I know personally and out in the digital world come together and people get really serious about the new way they want to do life, you know, and whether that means like changing your routines, your habits, your health, your career, everything feels like it's becoming like very clear that there's, there's that old world is no longer, we are never going back to normal. And that part is hard to accept. Like I kind of get chills thinking about it because it is, there's parts that there's stages in which we need to mourn and have a little grief for the old world. And that's okay if you are feeling that. Um, but more so than than anything, we get to be open to receive the abundance that is coming forth because it feels like we are entering a new, totally new era. I mean, our children's children are going to look on this time and it's going to be one for the books because we're right in the middle of a massive transition. And, and that's why we came here. I fully believe is to witness it, to be a part of it, to experience it. And a big part of what I've seen coming up is, um, remembering the ancient ways, but merging it with new technology. Like what about the ancient ways in which we, um, you know, hunted for our food or, um, we're able to sit with women and be in ceremony or all these beautiful traditions that we don't have as a society. There's not an inherent initiation. Like right now I feel like we're all in a big initiation, but in society our initiations have always been, for example, like when we turn 21, we immediately go to drinking. And that's the initiation of like, you're an adult now you can drink. Like that's your thing. But I think the new initiation is as a healthier way. Like how can we, Initiate ourselves into a healthier way of living so that we're more present, we're more alive, we're more alert, we're more joyous, and we're in love with everything that we are creating. And a lot of that comes from that like ancient way of life and studying the stars and paying attention to the way that the ocean's tides move in and out. And to just honestly, I can put it in such simple words just to be present.
1: Yeah, and I think that this, um, the next, this year will challenge a lot of people to learn how to be present. Um, Uranus, not Uranus, but Aquarius energy is so concerned about the future, is so concerned about what's next. And I think that there will be people that will be chasing this thing that will be what's next energetically. I think that that will resonate for some people. Um, and, but then I think in that process, we're going to be brought back to the present moment because, you know, after you go out and you chase and chase or hunt and hunt, then you're going to get exhausted at some point. And, and that's okay if that's your process. But I totally agree that um, when you are, and also this is a very highly conscious period because Aquarius and Uranus are the energies astrologically that pushes us into the next frontier. So it's the awakening. Is pushing mm. us into this unknown and to actually be excited about the unknown <laughs> because right. Capricorn is all about clear goals, clear um, set uh, tasks and accomplishments and, you know, where are you going? What's your destination? And the Aquarius comes in and say, wait a minute, why put a, um, you know, a finish line. Can this marathon be a forever marathon into the ether, <laughs> right? It's like breaking all these rules. And sometimes the the rules we, humans, we obviously, like, and I'm very, um, I'm guilty of it too, where, um, you know, you, we create these, limits and limitations and we're like no it just has to be like this way and then but we don't challenge ourselves to start thinking outside the box and this is the year for us to challenge ourselves to go outside the box and sometimes we have to go into extremes to then mm-hmm. wheel ourselves back in
0: yeah
1: And we don't really know what how far we can go until we really push ourselves to to our own limits and the gift of spirit and wisdom, ancient wisdom, old, old practices, traditional practices, and I'm saying traditional in the sense of like really like our ancestors practices. I mean, they ha- there's so much in there that we haven't even accessed. And I, like even for myself, like this weekend, I was um, connecting with some friends and one of our friends read the book The Nature of Personal Reality by Jane Roberts, yeah. which is all um, Seth speaking through That's her. so
0: crazy you just mentioned that book, actually.
1: <laughs> Why were you the reading nature of, it? It's, yeah,
0: so it's The Nature of um, a Personal Reality, I believe. Reality. And yep. my friend bought me that book to take with me on the sailing journey, like, she's like, this is, this is a book you need to read. And I, I just haven't heard anybody else talk about it really. It's kind of an older book. And, um, so it's Mm -hmm. interesting that you mentioned it, of course, synchronicity there. (laughs) Okay. Universe, I'll read it.
1: (laughs) Yep. So I, I, I got the book and I will be reading it and we were talking about it. We were just kind of like a book club talking and sharing, um, the way, I mean, it's very ancient, like everything that Seth talks about, nothing new, Yeah, but it's new for those who haven't allowed ourselves to dive into that realm of seeing the soul hmm. in the way that it's actually designed to be experienced. But because we have the human experience, we can't even maybe for some people conceptually even understand you know how the soul works but um to me when she was like sharing what she's learned from the book I was like oh yeah I totally experienced that I totally see that where our soul is split into multi-dimension and you know the possibilities of us living our life in a very different way in a different reality I think that's kind of part of how I've also manifested like so many different things. I mean, there are certain things I haven't manifested yet, but like, it's just a reminder of, oh, this is that book reminded me of, okay, this is how I manifested everything I have so far. And so therefore, I can also continue manifesting other things in the same way. But I, my ego mind mm. blocked me, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So and this is such an Aquarius energy like this book is so it's like it this is a time of renaissance of of this metaphysical world and um yeah there are certain material things that are innovating and forward moving us forward in the physical realm but also if we go back to ancient Work and um, wisdom that will also take us into a new elevation of consciousness and awareness and understanding our physical experience with our spiritual experience. That's totally possible, but we never really learn how to understand it that way. But then reading through that book can take uh, take us there and it will open your mind. And, And it's going to be really uncomfortable for some people who don't get it that really live in the physical world to go so meta. But for those who are really curious and you feel being called to reading that book, it will completely change the way you see the world and the way you operate in the world and the way that you create in the world.
0: Mm. Ooh, Mimi was on fire about that one. I was like, did she just say it's the renaissance of the metaphysical world? Is it the age <laughs> of the mystic? Do all the things that we've been talking about for, you know, the last decade really, is this the age of it? Like that is exactly what I think so many of us maybe needed to hear. And how does that, how does that become possible? We become it. We have to really embody it and we can't shy away from it being a part of that reality, right? It's like that. that's kind of what I I foresee when we think of, well, the ancient ways, they were connected to spirit in a way that we don't understand. Oh, yeah. You know, like the way that, you know, I just watched Avatar, which is always a good um, movie for me. I watch it every year and I always find something different in it. And I can't wait for the new one. I think that they're um, filming the the next several ones right now. But so much of it is really on, on par with our world. It is the exact mm-hmm. example of how we just come in and we take what we want and don't even care. We don't even think that there's this mystery and magic to everything. And recently I read this book called 2012. You guys might have heard me mention it before by James Endry. He's a shaman and he he's done many, 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 many centuries or centuries, years of work as a shaman and his medicine, the way he speaks to spirit is through the elements. And, um, I was going over the rocks the other day, we were kind of on a little hike and we're going around the, um, the sort of this like cove and we're on all these rocks. And I remembered in the book, him talking about how rock spirits communicate to each other. And when you actually take a rock from where it is, it can actually sit like, create a new frequency and it it could actually disrupt what's the the chemistry and the bond between the rocks that are there. So um I thought of that and and his his invitation is to ask the rocks really connect to the the spirit of the rocks if you feel called or drawn to one of them and you want to take it home with you or anything for that matter. And that simple thing of the way in which we used to speak to to the rocks or, um, to the trees or to the birds or to the fish or to nature itself is to me, this, this mystery of how spirit can talk to us. And I've, and I keep asking myself, like, how, how much deeper can I get into this? You know, how, how much more can I listen so that Mm -hmm. I can really hear Spirit mm-hmm. speak to me from that space. And and I also have a theory that spirit speaking to us is really ourselves speaking because we're all one and connected. So in that way, I think when we tune in to that rock energy or um, you know, the energy of spirit in this beautiful perspective, I think that we can truly remember who we are because when we remember that we are a part of this a part of the stars, you know, came from the stars and we are part of that rock, then we can start to maybe understand what our ancestors were mm-hmm. really keeping us as sacred.
1: Yeah, and really the, in, I think what it would be important for all of us to understand about how we can leverage 2021 to our best advantage is, yeah, be open to these ideas that seem very foreign um, because this is a time of learning and curiosity and uh, trying new things to discover, oh, did not know that, but sure, I let me explore deeper. And that is the part of that south node in Sagittarius that perhaps we might not be able to travel physically But can we travel metaphysically, can we travel mentally, can we travel emotionally in places that we haven't even explored even within ourselves, let alone the world?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. Traveling within ourselves. I think that we can all take a little bit of a um, deep breath on that one. and and i mean what a great invitation because i feel like that's truly what i i personally in my journey have has have been gifted that opportunity to do is less working being fully present to the task at hand to the moment at at hand to being able to journal every single day like fully devoted to it whereas in my old life i was managing so many different things that i could barely take 5 minutes sometimes <laughs> you know and mm-hmm. um And I feel like that's such a gift to be able to have restored back in, in many different ways. And, um, you know, I want to also say and add to the, the traveling part is there's so much to explore in your backyard or in your, Mm -hmm. in your neighborhood. And I think that was one thing that really saved was my saving grace when we first, like the first phase of lockdowns happened was, Wow. My neighborhood or other people's neighborhoods. We we would go on neighborhood walks with other people and explore their neighborhood. And I just I found that to be such a saving grace because there's mm-hmm. so many places that we can travel and it's right there, right in front of us. It's just a new way, and I think that that's that in itself is a gift because if you think about nature, traveling in nature and anything or just the cycles of nature and the way that nature moves is it slow and steady it has a rhythm it has a pace and if we are a part of nature then us traveling fast like this is why we get jet lag right our circadian rhythm actually gets um altered and so if we can learn to travel at the pace of nature then we reacclimate ourselves to our surroundings to the natural flow of life yep
1: Uh, (laughs) Aho that is so good. (laughs) Traveling. I mean, living Mm -hmm. at the pace of nature. Yeah. I mean, just look at how nature lives. They have their own rhythm, the animals, the seasons through, you know, how they're mating in certain times of the year. You know, there's yeah they they just know right animals just know they have their own rhythm but for us there's so much artificial construct in our lives and yeah the reality is yeah there's so certain responsibilities that we have um that sometimes we've got to work around it we can't just it's not life doesn't Revolve around us, but can we be inspired by the, the, the rhythm like is nature? And one of my clients that I coached, and now I'm part of her community that she created, she's a mom of three little children, and she lost herself after her third child. And she discovered the importance of as she's rediscovering who she is as a human being, as a woman. Um, is reconnecting herself back to sure um, that we're always in a hustle mm-hmm. but then she learned to move her children you know rhythm with the school with the, the seasons even within the day so that you know winter time when the, it gets dark sooner for her to have a night ritual with her kids um, she will have a morning ritual with her kids. And in the summertime when the kids are out of school, they have an, a very specific rhythm that's different than during the school year. So she's very tuned in to mm-hmm. moving her whole family through this cycle that's following nature's cycle.
0: Yeah, you know, the more people I'm talking to with children today, and maybe it's it is within my my circle, but I feel like even just hearing them, and the parents they're surrounding themselves with as well is that that conversation is becoming more and more loud in that space of, you know, really not just taking yourself, but your whole family, your whole community, you know, not, not just being separate from that space and taking kids into that is so imperative because then we get to, they get to learn how to bring Mm -hmm. back that natural rhythm And I, I said recently, I don't remember where it might've been on a podcast, but I did say like, we need to be listening to the younger ones and what they want. You know, um, I was sharing with Mimi before we started recording this morning, my journal during my journal exercise, I was watching a family on the sailboat who had just come in and they're on a big catamaran. They have all these, they hired an artist to, um, write or do the drawings of, on the side of the boat of what the kids have found to be, I guess their favorite part of sailing. Cause they've been sailing um, from the Netherlands for the last year in Mexico, to me here in Mexico for like the last two years, they've all been sailing. And I looked at them all and just thought, what a way of life. The little boy, he's like maybe three he's standing on the outside and he's in his little undies and he's fishing at like seven thirty in the morning, <laughs> screaming out loud. So excited and even just those simple ways of like them taking their kids and going, you know what, we're going to live that life a little differently. And um, I'm hearing more of those stories. I'm feeling more tuned into those stories and feeling like that would be the only way I would ever consider having children at this point. You know, it's just kind of being able to have that. And, you know, it might be a harder route. Or well, maybe not. It might not be, right. Yeah, easy. I mean,
1: I, I were, I was in, um, some Zoom meetings last year with these moms, these women who happened to be moms. And then that was the beginning of the early part of COVID. And she had three kids and the kids were all over her. Like she's in front of her phone trying to talk. And they're just running around, chasing after each other, I mean, they're being kids. There's nothing wrong with it. But, like, she's trying to work. She's trying to balance, you know, work, meeting with the kids at home because now they're not in school. I mean, that's the traditional part is, you know, usually parents, they think, okay, I have a job. My kids are in school. And so we have that that rhythm. But it's not necessarily easier in the sense that when that normal rhythm gets disrupted and you don't have another way of managing that, that becomes hard. And I think like this family that's traveling with their kids, I'm sure they're discovering and learning so much about themselves, about each other, and about how to just not necessarily have a clear plan, but to learn how to just enjoy life. And it's not necessarily consistent, but maybe maybe they have their own routine that we don't know about that creates that structure. And yeah, this is this whole Aquarius way of, yeah, go try something different. Maybe you might enjoy it. And maybe it might not be your thing, but that's okay. At least you try it.
0: Yeah. Well, I certainly, um, I'm, I'm excited for this year. I actually feel like no matter what comes from it is a lot of us just listening, you know, trying, trying new things and.
1: Yeah. Be detached. Actually, this is the Mm. word that's coming up for me because Aquarius as, uh, an energy that typically, you know, is aloof and detached. They're very objective. So last year, we've already seen the different parts of the world crumble. Now, I think the harder we hold on to control when things fall apart, it's much harder to pick ourselves back up. But with Aquarius energy, it invites, you know what, let me not be attached to anything. Let me just be observant and noticing all the things that are, not how the things should be but simply that's just the way it is and take it in Mm -hmm. and be
0: with it. Mm, So good. Well, we have a couple more minutes here until we reach in at the top of the hour. So um, Mm -hmm. I'd love to put in the space, if there's any like final things that we should know about uh, coming up this year, I love this conversation and where it all headed. I think it's so perfect and fitting for everything that I personally needed to hear and discuss and I'm sure everybody listening. So if you have anything, any final notes for us, um, let us know and Mm -hmm. uh, I'll wrap it up with some final questions.
1: Okay. Just one thing, because all of this is, it's really about the, our, our part in a bigger whole. Like, and whole is W-H-O-L-E, not, you know, it's like the whole world, that that wholeness. And we all play a part in it. We're a piece of the puzzle. Ask yourself this year, what is the legacy you want to contribute as part of this greater humanity? And it's not, yeah, but it's not designed to create pressure that you have to be this, this incredible, extraordinary being. It's simply you acknowledging and accepting who you are and how do you fit in in this
0: bigger picture. Wow. So good. Great way to end the show. Thank you so much, Mimi, for coming on. It's always such a pleasure to connect with you and geek out on our astral medicine. Um, last and final question for you Where can everybody find you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can find me on Instagram at IGVOLPED. And you can also find me on my website www.exalted.com. I G
0: Z O L T E D. Okay, amazing. Well, this has been so fun. Like I said, I hope everybody listening has enjoyed this uh, podcast with our lovely Mimi Trong, who has been our resident astrologer for so many years. (laughs) Now, I think we're coming up on our four-year anniversary for podcast. podcast, um, this podcast being birthed into the world. So it's been such an honor. And uh, yeah, here we grow together.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And uh, may you all have a incredible 2021 and would love to hear from any one of you.
0: Yeah, definitely reach out to Mimi. She's incredible at doing charts and um, giving you a little more insight and it's just nice to have somebody give you that perspective. I think everybody deserves a good astral, astrologic, (laughs) astral, tongue twister, astrology reading this year. Um, and kind of maybe if you're feeling a little lost, it's probably a great, great thing to do. So, all right, guys, Mm -hmm. I love you all so much and I will catch y'all next week. Bye for now. Bye Mimi.
2: Bye.
0: Hey tribe, if you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. Whenever I get your little love notes, it really reminds me why I show up to this every single week, and it also helps us grow the show and bring on awesome guests to learn from and expand our network. Please also Share this with your beloveds, share it with your friends, and follow us over on Instagram at New Earth Podcast, and that is spelled N U Earth Podcast. I can't wait to see you over there.